2: I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. A few months after the shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School, a friend sent me a link to watch. It was Bill Moyer's interview with David and Francine Wheeler, whose six-year-old son, Ben, was among the 26 who were killed that day. And I watched astounded. Astounded by their grace, their poise, their depth of being. Before that horrible day in December, the Wheelers had been a typical suburban family, never imagining the turn their lives would take. And then December Fourteenth, two 2012, happened. That morning, a lone gunman shot his way into Sandy Hook Elementary School, carrying three semi-automatic weapons. He shot and killed 26 people, 20 of them children. Nine-year-old Nate, who had taken cover with his classmates in the school gym, survived. His brother, six-year-old Ben, was among the fallen. A year later, despite their ever-present heartache, David and Francine have found a way to embrace love and light, Ben's light, trying to effect positive change so that what happened to them doesn't have to happen to other families. So on a misty California morning, it was my great honor to have the Wheelers join me in my backyard to talk about what really matters. At the heart of this journey are your children, Ben and Nate. Mm -hmm. So, um, tell us about them. Tell us about Ben.
4: Can I? Yeah? Okay, Benny. Sure. (laughs)
1: Well, Benny was a force of nature. He was, um, as is sometimes typical Mm -hmm. of Second Children, I think, he was always fighting for everyone's attention. He always wanted to be the center of attention. At the dinner table, Nate could barely get in a word edgewise. Mm -hmm. And, and he found ways, often hysterical and often incredibly maddening, as all parents know, to to be the center of attention and to make everyone focus on him. Um, He had a tremendous amount of energy and uh and i've said that he there was nothing on his dial between 1 and 11 no. it's absolutely true Mm-mm. you know he woke up in the morning at full speed and he was full speed until his until he finally decided that his eyes would close and he'd hit the pillow it was astonishing i've seen him fall asleep in mid sentence
4: yeah and he, he 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 would and he <laughs> it's true he i mean i don't think you could meet someone who loved life more than ben really yeah yeah and he was incredibly smart.
2: He was taking it all in at yeah, full he speed. He yeah. was. Yeah. My
4: father always says, you know, he lived about 10 years each year. Uh-huh. You yeah. know, he just, he loved life and he loved people and yeah. he just, he had a lot of talents.
2: Didn't your father also say that he would accomplish great things, that he always yeah. thought Ben would accomplish great things?
4: We just knew that about him. Mm-hmm. You know, he yeah. was, um, he just, nothing got by him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: not a thing. Macy's Mother's Day Gift Guide has the perfect gift to make mom feel special. Shop by price, like 25 and under to 100 and under. Category, like fragrance, handbags, and more. Or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything. Gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted and for grandma. Get top gifts like Dolce & Gabbana Devotion, Eau de Parfum, Coach Floral Printed Leather Cassie Crossbody Bag, and Le Creuset Shallot Dutch Oven. Shop at macy's.com giftfinder
3: Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album, and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life.
1: And he was, you know, he was six. So he was at that age where he was starting to figure out how to not be a kid anymore, mm-hmm. which happens then.
4: What do you mean by that? Well, like, he.
1: you remember when he would, well, a, a perfect example are some of the questions we got toward the very end. Yeah. You know?
2: Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that conversation. Was it just an ordinary morning? December 14th? It was. 2012. We
4: had um, forgotten that Nate had book club Mm -hmm. at 8 in the morning. There were a couple of strange things. So we didn't, they weren't getting on the bus. So I said, all right, guys, we got to hurry up and get the dishes in the dishwasher because we got to get Nate to school. And then I said to Ben, all right, so do you want to come back and wait for the bus or do you want to go and have a treat? And he went, go have a treat. Mm -hmm. So we uh, dropped off Nate at school and we went to the coffee shop and we sat down. And oh,
2: because he was a big Starbucks fan. He was, he
4: was. And um, before actually, while we were getting the dishes in the dishwasher, he said, oh, out of the blue. Hey, mom, what what does forgiveness mean? And I was like, "Uh, I don't know. It's like when somebody does something wrong and you forget about it. And he was like, "Huh, I didn't think about it. We go to Starbucks uh, after we drop off Nate. Because he
2: loved hot chocolate.
4: He loved hot chocolate, (laughs) loved anything chocolate. Mm -hmm. And we sat down and there's two parts to the story. One is that we sat down and he said to me, right there he said mama I'm gonna be an architect and I said oh that's great he said oh but I have to be a paleontologist too and I said why he said because Nate's gonna be a paleontologist and I have to do everything Nate does wow and I said well he said I'm gonna do everything Nate does mommy and I said well you know you're your own person you don't have to he said no I want to and we sat there and I said so nice to be with you so after he died I started to question like you know maybe that Maybe that conversation wasn't as special as I have remembered it. Maybe I had made it up. Maybe it didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. And I ran into this woman at some Sandy Hook function. I it'd been the first time I was out publicly in front of our friends and, about a month later. And this woman came up to me and she said, "Excuse me. Um I don't know if you know me. I work at the school and I was at Starbucks the morning um that you were with Ben." And I said, "Oh." Uh, okay. And she said, "Um I just wanted to tell you that I'm not in the business of listening to people's conversations, but I happened to hear what a beautiful conversation you had with your son that day, and I I feel like I have to tell you that. It really happened.
2: A stranger just mm-hmm. comes to you and tells you that? hmm Wow. When he asked you the question about forgiveness, you thought it was just another question in the line of six-year-old questions? Well,
4: I thought maybe maybe they were talking about it at Sunday school. hmm You know, because he loved Sunday school, and. Uh, Maybe it was their subject. But I had never spoken to him about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And as far as that question goes, i it's so complex. And yet it seems so simple. But I can't lie to you and say, oh, yeah, I've forgiven everybody and myself. I think the first person I need to forgive is me. And I haven't yet. Mm-hmm. I'm working hard on
2: it. And why do you need to forgive yourself?
4: Well, it's forgiveness and guilt. Because guilt is no, there's no room for guilt.
2: Right. Absolutely.
4: Uh, but one of the natural things that happens after something so horrific...
2: Is the what-ifs?
4: Yeah, because oh, yeah. I had three signs not to send him to school that day.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: that morning... But those were... You know,
4: but, you know... He
1: had a, he had a sniffle. Had and a you sniffle. asked me in the kitchen. You said, should I send him to school? He's got a little cold. And I said, he'll be fine. Send him. It's not a problem. So I, I was going
0: to take I him out that day. I have to own that.
2: And then what else?
4: I had... Um, I thought about because I was musical director of a show mm-hmm. and I had taken them the night before to the show, but I mm-hmm. was going to take them out of school on Friday and take them to the show instead mm-hmm. um, and then decided, no, I'll take them on Thursday and bring mm-hmm. them to school. Um,
1: it's very hard looking back to, to say to yourself with confidence, I did everything right. And, you know, everybody's dealing with this on some level. And whenever something like this happens, you always, it's our nature to second guess and try and look back and figure all that stuff out. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to say, I did everything I was supposed to do and I did it right. Because we want control and we want the power over our circumstances. We want to be able to manipulate our circumstances to our best yeah. outcome
2: well you certainly did everything that you knew how to do exactly at the time. exactly yeah.
1: exactly that's and that's so what you i you have mean to forgive yourself yeah. for that yeah.
2: yeah i've heard you say that your job now is to protect ben's spirit tell us about that what does well, that mean
1: you know i've said that i'm still the father of two children mm-hmm. two boys and and i believe that i mean look i'm not done being ben's father because of this and You know, these kids, Ben and his classmates, um, with all good intentions, have been memorialized in many different ways
2: Mm
1: -hmm. by lots of different groups and people, Mm -hmm. much of it without our consent or involvement, much of it with, but a good part of it, and and I bear no ill will. Mm -hmm. This is gracious kind, loving stuff,
2: these gestures. Isn't it the people who, and and their overwhelming love and support? Right,
1: right. So you you have to let that lift you. Yes. And you can't can't allow yourself to let it overwhelm you. But it has occurred to me that there's only one memorial for me personally as Ben's father that matters, and that's how I live my life from here on out. That's it. Wow. That's Number one, it's all I have control over. And number two, it's the only memorial that matters. So what matters to me is to speak, I don't want to say speak for him, that's slightly the wrong phrase, but, but to tell the story and to talk to people and to let them know, uh, you know, where I think there is a certain sense in, in how we move on from
2: here yeah. and yeah. what we do. I've heard you say that through our pain, we're trying to gain some perspective. What has the pain given you as perspective?
1: Mm. (sighs) Well, suffering, grief, are intensely personal experiences. And one of the hardest things for us, and I speak only for us, but I can only imagine that it's the same for everyone, is Learning how our processes differ, even between us, to keep a marriage going. Mm -hmm. You have to respect the other person's processes.
3: Pandora makes it easy for you to find your favorite music. Discover new artists and genres by selecting any song or album, and we'll make you a personalized station for free. Download on the Apple App Store or Google Play and enjoy the soundtrack to your life. An episode and start your journey to greatness today
4: the perspective is a really important part of this tragedy because I spent many years of my life doing things out of fear and filters Mm -hmm. you know maybe I won't say that or maybe I won't do that or maybe I'll just be safe here Mm -hmm. when this happened I have felt this sort of release of well what are my choices right Mm -hmm. Do I filter now? The cost is too great. I have to be open and say what's in my heart for me to live through this through love. I have to do that. Does that make sense?
2: Mm-hmm. How is it that you all? Was it your faith um, that you immediately went to that allowed you to choose love? Was was that it for you?
4: For me, it was faith and community.
2: And community, we
4: have. One of the things I am grateful for every single day are my family and friends and Mm -hmm. my church, Mm -hmm. because I, we have an incredible Mm -hmm. network of people Mm -hmm. who support Mm -hmm. us and love us. Mm -hmm. I don't think I could make it without them. Mm
2: -hmm. You know, over the years with the Oprah show, I interviewed hundreds of people and in the end thousands of people with varying stories of pain and tragedy and Mm -hmm. loss and in multiple cases, people break up. Marriages are are destroyed Mm -hmm. and the families fall apart. It's easy to see Because because you can see how, because of exactly what you just said. People don't know how to let other people grieve the way they need to and no two people grieve the same.
1: Well, what it boils down to for me is is having a reason to live. You know, Frederick Nietzsche said if a person who, has a why to live can bear almost any how, mm, and I love that. and Great. and that's, you know, if you have a reason to live, the mistake is looking at life and thinking, and I, this is where I am. The mistake is looking at life and thinking I have nothing. Life has nothing left to give me because of my, tragedy. Mm-hmm. Because and and, you know, in our darkest moments
2: we have been there. weren't you told you will be happy again or you will well, have joy yes, again? Yes, but right, the yeah. the yeah. key mm-hmm. the key to that okay. is is, mm-hmm. it's it doesn't really matter
1: what you expect from life. Mm-hmm. What matters is what life expects from you, what you have. And to be able to see that and accept that is a very important step to finding your way out of the dark. Yeah.
4: Yeah. But one of the things, and I don't remember where we heard this, maybe you can tell me, Dee, but somebody said to us, Okay, you can't ever fill that hole in your heart. Mm-hmm. That you can't do. But what you can do is yeah. you can cover your heart with all of this love to protect that sacred hole.
1: Yeah. Wow. and yeah. you got to make and your so heart bigger than the hole. You have to hole. make
4: it because love can only grow. Right. So that's what you right. do is you protect that hole. You can't fill it. Yeah. You can't fill it. But you can protect it and grow.
1: And our job is to make our hearts bigger than the loss. now. Bigger than wow. the loss. Mm. And there's only one way to do that. There's only one way. No. You, gotta, you just have to make your decisions out of love.
4: And when we make the decisions out of fear, that's when we have problems. that's true. Right? It's true. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's true. So.
2: How do you think each of you has changed? Can you tell me how this... I, you were saying that it's, it's unimaginable for you, but also for anybody from the outside to even understand all of the multiple layers. How has mm. this changed you?
4: it um it makes me be more uh more courageous because i realize the value to such a greater extent than before this happened the value of the moment the value of my relationships with people Mm -hmm. and the value of my truth Mm -hmm. i'm more courageous that's how I've changed. But my tools I had before Ben died were there because I had worked hard on them. Mm-hmm. So I used those tools too. But you know, at the beginning, I thought none of these tools are working. <laughs> but they're starting to work a little bit. I know, yeah. That- By
2: tools, what do you mean?
4: Um, I always, I had learned this from, uh, from you. My gratitude lists. Mm,
2: the gratitude journal. You kept yeah. the gratitude journal.
4: And also um, affirmations and mm. uh, uh, embracing my creativity. And all of that comes into play now because now maybe that cup of coffee is awesome right now. Mm-hmm. Or so maybe- So you focus on the small things. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever that's, you know, yeah. and here's a big one. Because of the tragedy, there are four or five couples who I didn't know before, who lost a child, who I feel so close to now, mm. and I lean like on family, mm-hmm. and they lean on on us, and, and
1: and and we want nothing more than to be there for them. Yeah, the those are gifts
4: us. that we have. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How has it changed you? Has it changed your worldview at all?
1: It, it has. Um, I think this has definitely made me look at the bigger, bigger questions. Um, I never read um, Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning, until now.
2: Dr. Viktor Frankl was a prominent Austrian neurologist and psychiatrist who lost everything in the Holocaust. While he was imprisoned in Nazi concentration camps, he lost his mother, father, brother, and his pregnant wife. But Dr. Frankl survived, and in 1946, he published the international bestseller Man's Search for meaning. He wrote that even at Auschwitz, some prisoners were able to find a reason to live, if only to help one another through the day. And this sense of purpose was the key to carrying on when all seemed lost.
1: I stumbled upon a passage from it, and it was a passage about the enduring nature of love in times of grief and crisis. And, uh, and so I went to that book very quickly and devoured it in small pieces, because it's a very difficult read. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but he, there is so much in there. And he comes to the same things over and over again, things that resonate so clearly for me. You know, no person,
2: you you,
1: you're, you just cannot do wrong to others, even if a wrong has been done to you. You know, he says the the- That's th- a hard one. It is, it's very <laughs> hard, hard, but one. it resonates so clearly. Yeah. And he says, Our purpose is to find the answers to the questions that life presents us and the problems that life gives us every day. The best solutions and the best answers to those questions. That is what it ultimately means.
2: And to do that with love. Because, as he
1: says, our ultimate goal, man's ultimate goal is is to love, is gonna be found in love. And he says, the salvation of man is found in love and through love. And mm-hmm. that's in one sense, the salvation in a Christian sense and his mm-hmm. tradition, but he's also talking through his experience about survival.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. in a concentration camp. Yeah, yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah, so yeah. so it's pretty all encompassing and that's how it's changed me. I've, I've, I've had to look into some great big questions and I never felt like I was staring into the abyss in my life, but mm-hmm. and I don't feel that way now, I just, I'm much more open to these things.
2: Did you all go through the stages of grief? Shock, anger, denial, right. and finally acceptance, yeah.
1: And those stages in our situation when it's a when it's a violent loss of a six year old mm-hmm you bounce all over the place. Mm-hmm. You're, it's, it's not a, it's, I sometimes even, I think I've said to my dad, I was like, using the word progress is not really no. even appropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't even think of it as a progression. It's not a straight line by any means. You're over here one day, you're over there the next. You could, You don't know where you're gonna be when you wake up. And it literally is, and this is, I think, fairly universal, minute to minute at the beginning and then hour by hour. There are the angry days and there are the days What's where What's a bad day look like? Well, for me a bad day is is when I cannot get to that place that I need to be to be open and the cynicism takes over and the the frustration takes over and the desire for revenge takes over. It is strong stuff. Mm-hmm. And there are there are difficulties in even and that's so corrosive. There are mm-hmm. difficulties in even getting through the rest of the day. Yeah. It is so corrosive. Mm-hmm.
4: Miss Benny's body. When I have a bad day, like, he was such a lovable little boy. Mm-hmm. Always let me kiss him and hug him all day long. No. Miss his not, I body. got the bites.
1: You
4: got <laughs> 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 but I just miss his body, and I'll just cry, and I'll stay in bed, or I'll just, I'll just cry all day, just cry, and mm-hmm. sad, and just that, that loss of just. It'll never be right. It'll never be, you know, and you start to go down that path. You might just have to.
1: And then you have to get into your toolbox. Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah.
2: And use all the things that you need to help you. On those darkest days, you go to the toolbox, you go to God, you go to love, you go to prayer, Mm -hmm. you you, you go to all of that. Mm -hmm. I've heard that you've said, Francine, that we want Sandy Hook to be remembered not for the place this happened, but for the change Mm -hmm. we made. Is that what the Sandy Hook Promise is? Yes, the Sandy Hook Promise
4: is about that because what the Sandy Hook Promise says is, this time things will be different because this time we're gonna work together and find a holistic way to make all of this, um, right from your community, Mm -hmm. change. Mm -hmm. Wherever you live, we have to take steps. And so from Sandy Hook's point of view, we're going to work toward that,
1: mm-hmm. the and we're words, going to figure that out. Th- mm-hmm. The words are, are hearts are broken, but our spirit is not. is part of the,
3: the part of the Sandy Hook Promise. Santa promise mm-hmm. Part of that mm-hmm.
1: formalized piece of speech. It's a it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And the first time we heard it, it I, I was so so uplifted by just the idea that our neighbors and friends, many of whom we had never met, mm-hmm. came around us in this way and lifted us up in this way. And the first mission of the Promise is to support and aid in any way they can these yeah. th- the families us
4: yeah. you know people ask us often you know well, what can we do what can we do mm-hmm. and, and and my answer has changed slightly mm-hmm. i think now let's start starting your community start in your community like like my church has and make it be about helping children to be able to find a, a safe place to go to be heard to be supported and we've had that in the past but let's let's make a more um, assertive effort here mm-hmm. and that's how people can really make change happen that's one of the big ways that they can because you yeah. you are all part of community whether you yeah. in the city or the, yeah. you know yeah,
2: yeah. and so. wherever you are to know that the love that you have to offer and to share with other people and your ability to do that your willingness to do that that's what that's where change comes right. from yeah
4: this as david has put it is the tipping point if if that's maybe the tipping point who knows when we look back at this time our our honesty our truth is let's work together because mm-hmm. i don't think i can survive this kind of uh, tragedy without doing that
1: yeah is this there can't be a single person in the world who thinks this is okay in their right mind, and in this country, I believe that that this fact that you bring up is a is probably one of the most significant areas of common ground that we could find mm-hmm. with those on the other side of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Who could justify the numbers, even since? December 14th.
2: Right. Mm -hmm.
1: The number of school shootings. There have been half a dozen, I think, now. The number of
2: people who have perished.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Who in the world thinks that number is okay? So do you all consider yourself advocates now? And advocates for what? Uh, Well,
4: you know what I'm an advocate for? I'm an advocate for love.
2: Okay. Okay? Okay?
1: Okay. That's what I'm an advocate
3: for. Yeah. And And I'd like to consider
1: myself an advocate for common sense and, Mm -hmm. and sensible Mm -hmm. Answers to things, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, people hang on to their beliefs very, very strongly. So let's find out why we're hanging on to these things. And let's figure out if there's a place where we can come together and say, you know what? I agree with this. I agree with that. You know, do you need, is there any rational, sensible reason that you need a magazine that holds 30 rounds? Do you have that reason?
2: Because what you're saying is that you're not saying, let's eliminate all the guns no, from everybody. No, no, that's, that's never
4: going to happen. That's not It's a realistic. public yeah. safety issue.
2: And there was something that you said, you simply cannot demonize or vilify someone who doesn't agree with you, because the minute you do that, your discussion is over. And we cannot do that any longer. The problem is too enormous. There has to be some way that this darkness can be banished with light. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, you get up in the morning and every decision you make, you either make it out of fear or you make it out of love. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it.
4: That's it. That's yeah. really
1: all there is. Yeah.
4: That's There's it. nothing
1: else. Mm-hmm. So, so how do you take someone who's making their decisions out of fear and help them? And how do we do that as a culture? How do we shift this ship?
2: How do we, in your words, take the darkness and banish it with light? Yeah. That's really what, you yeah. know, because walking yeah. towards the dark or walking towards yeah. the light is the same thing walking towards fear right. or walking towards love. Yeah. As you approach the year anniversary, is there anxiety about that or is every day the same? Yes. There's anxiety yeah. about the yes, year? Yes, but yes and yes. Yes I and mean, yes. I uh, mean,
4: because every day, we hear from the 14th of every month from people. You know, and as the year approaches, of course, that's going to be difficult. But also, it's difficult every day. Yeah, it's both.
1: I have a certain amount of trepidation. Yeah. Uh, the year anniversary, we talk about it with our friends in these this group of families, the people we're, that we resonate with, and we don't know what we're going to do. We we don't know what to do. We haven't figured it out yet. Mm. Um,
4: Maybe we don't need to figure it out. Maybe it'll just. Yeah
1: yeah i mean you know so much of this journey has been about just trying to figure out what's happening this very second and we're always surprised we always think we're going to be fine in this situation or ace any situation any given situation and you walk in and you find out we are not fine or you walk into a situation that you think is going to be a real bad situation and it turns out to lift you and help you and heal you in a way you never could have foreseen Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it's impossible to foresee that stuff but yes there is anxiety
2: and also the triggers just come from everything. Yes, everything, everything. And isn't this what someone shared, one of the parents who'd lost a child, that you, you will have a new normal. Yeah. So now you're in, you're making a new normal. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
1: Allowing it to be created around us mm-hmm. because we, to to the degree that we have any control over what that is, we do what we can, but you know, know where you are until you're there in many cases. So we. We try to be sensitive to each other, to Nate, to our families, to our friends. It's not easy.
2: How do you work at remembering Ben with love without putting a burden on Nate?
4: We get some guidance with that. Yeah. But uh, Nate is a boy who needs to talk about the elephant in the room. He has to talk about Ben. Yeah. So we talk about Ben, even if we have tears. Mm-hmm. We we always talk about him. Right. And we we also listen to what Nate wants to talk about about him. Yeah. You know, and he's very open with us about mm-hmm. it. And
1: it's so. it's hard. It's yeah. hard. I mean, imagine you know, here we are, grown adults who feel like we have some understanding of our emotional terrain, mm-hmm. and helping Nate navigate that for him is it's it's really hard and and he's going to be dealing with this Mm -hmm. for the rest of his life Mm -hmm. and as he gets older and as he makes these connections as he learns things and puts things together up it's going to come Mm -hmm. and we have to be ready to guide him through that and help him through that
2: you talked about those moments though when you you i thought it was so poignant when you were sharing about you know um, good days and bad days and on the bad days when you are angry and do want revenge and all of that and you have to go into the toolbox, do you physically, consciously say to yourself, I'm gonna now go sit with myself or I'm gonna write in my go journal? I go for a run.
4: Yeah. I gotta call my friend. I've gotta, I have to, uh, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna write down everything I'm grateful for in this moment.
1: Mm-hmm. Francine's answers yeah. are sometimes external. Mine tend to be a little more internal. Um, I f- have found great comfort in uh, the concept uh, Eckhart's concept of the observer.
2: And by observer is when you d- don't let the thoughts take over, yes. but you are in your observer space, yes. where we, where the real you resides, and you can just watch those thoughts yes. from the space of of, of peace and centeredness, yes. observe them. Yes. Yeah. I think in, that's
4: why we get along. In the moment, because yeah. Because I, I love that about David. That he can, he's my beautiful thinker. He thinks about everything. He helps me to see where my thought process will go sometimes in a way that's not going to be helpful. And I think sometimes maybe I give you some faith about some things. This is a head and yeah. a heart in marriage, it really yeah. is, yeah. in a lot
1: of ways. In a lot of ways.
4: But it's, we complement one another in that way. Mm. So
2: I love that. It works pretty well. Yeah. Where do you think Ben is, by the way? Where do you think he is? In your own? <laughs> we talk when about that. he? you think that. about <laughs> him, where is he? I think, he's in, um,
4: I, I think he's in a lot of places. I think he's in heaven, but it, it's not like that cloud place with the guy with the beard. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> he's, in, he's, in, he's in the birds sometimes. He's in the sky. He's in my heart. He's with yeah. Nate. He's talking to friends. He's in my dreams. He's, he's everywhere. Yeah, he he
1: really is everywhere. I mean, I, you know, he, he came, he came from us and we're still here and he's here. And there is an element to recognizing and being open to those things that is so satisfying. And for that, I'm so very
2: grateful. So, what do you want people to know most about Ben?
4: Benny, uh, I have to say this because I keep forgetting to tell people, Benny loved lighthouses. It was his favorite thing in the world. And I often ask myself, did God set that up or something? Did he show Ben lighthouses early on in his age Because he was so obsessed with it. And when you think about what a lighthouse is, shows the light right Mm -hmm. so we can see the way Mm -hmm. so he is going to be our light ben's lighthouse and we're going to think about think about ben when you see a lighthouse and think about how how the light leads us right
3: Mm.
4: it's 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 one of those things that just i just picture it and and they just appear now (laughs) i'm like oh there's lighthouses
2: lighthouses appear Yeah. yeah yeah Well, I have to tell you. I was so impressed with you from the Bill Moyers interview that I just wanted to, to be in your presence, to, to see people who walk the talk. We do a lot of talking about it on this show. I know you've seen this show. But you guys are living it and walking the talk. You are, you are what spirituality is.
1: Well, we have the best reason in the world. Mm. The worst reason and the best reason. Mm. You know, Benny is on the path ahead of us.
2: Well, I thank you for your example. I thank you for your example. Thank you. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening.
3: Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life.